everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ubuntu Security Podcast with me, your host, Alex Murray. So this week, uh, we're looking at the vulnerabilities and fixes from the last couple of weeks, as I wasn't here last week to an episode. Uh, we've got 78 unique CVEs that we've fixed, and so we'll be diving into uh, the details of a bunch of different ones of those. And uh, yeah, so let's get into it. So the first thing we want to have a look at is some fixes for GhostScript. So uh, in previous episode five, we talked about a bunch of fixes that had gone in there. Um, and it looks like Jan Horn from Google Project Zero has been busy still in the meantime and has found a bunch more. So they've been rolled out this week. Um, we've also got a fix for Bind. So we also covered this in episode five. The update for Bind had been released for uh, the long-term support releases and now we've also released it for the extended security maintenance release for Precise. We've also uh, done another fix for StrongSwan. So again, it's back to the future this week. Uh, We've got um, another CVE that was fixed for StrongSwan and this relates actually to uh, some fixes that were rolled out again um, that we covered in episode five. So there we'd uh, included some fixes for uh, a few different vulnerabilities in the GMP plugin for StrongSwan. And we've had to roll out another fix because it turns out that those fixes themselves introduced more vulnerabilities. In this case, it was a heat buffer overflow. And this was actually found via Google's OSS Fuzz uh, project, which continuously fuzzes multiple different open source uh, projects. And in this case, StrongSwan. And it automatically found this, uh, this bug. So that's also been fixed. Uh, the next thing on the list is we've done kernel releases uh, for all the supported um, distributions. And within that, we've got the usual kernel releases plus also the hardware enablement kernels. And between them, we've fixed 11 different CVEs. These include things like uh, a memory leak and a use after free in the IRDA subsystem. Uh, that could lead to a denial of service. We've also got uh, stack overflow in the iSCSI subsystem uh, this could lead to a privilege escalation but that's probably a low chance but if you have iSCSI enabled and in particular enabled remotely over the internet uh, that's probably a pretty bad thing so yeah that's now been fixed uh, there was also an integer overflow that could lead to possible privilege escalation uh, but that was only triggerable uh, on machines with greater than 32 gigs of ram uh, so probably not going to affect everyone out there, but certainly uh, a large number of deployments. There's also some fixes for um, various previous fixes for different Spectre-related vulnerabilities. So, uh, yeah, one of them is for the Spectre RSB, the return stack buffer um, fixes, and another one I think was for Spectre Variant 2. So uh, a couple of cases were found where these were found to be insufficient and were able to actually be bypassed, and so... Uh, this includes some fixes that tighten those up. We've also got some fixes for incorrect bounds checking in uh, the Urex USB, USB driver, which could lead to a crash or privilege escalation from a local user because it wasn't checking bounds on reads and writes from requests from user space. Bad, bad, bad. There's also a race condition in the MIDI driver, which could lead to a double free and therefore maybe a privilege escalation. Uh, The KVM hypervisor uh, was failing to properly check privileges when emulating particular unprivileged instructions. And this could then lead to privilege escalation inside your guest. So another one that's been fixed. And 
Uh, finally, Yarnhorn has again been busy and has found a sequence number overflow in the memory management subsystem, which could lead to possible privilege escalation as a result of a use after free. So, yep, those have all been fixed uh, across the different supported releases of the kernel. If you're using the HAProxy package, we've now fixed uh, for vulnerability that was an out of, lead to an out-of-bounds read, which could cause a remote crash and denial of service. That's been fixed for Bionic. We've also got a big update for WebKit GTK uh, 2. So this is the uh, web rendering library used many different GNOME software components and that uses the WebKit engine and binds it with the GTK bindings. And so we've fixed uh, 24 different CVEs here for Bionic. And these are include a range of different things like cross-site scripting, remote denial of service, remote code execution. Uh, so a big update there. Uh, we've also done the usual Firefox update. So Firefox 62 is now out and that includes fixes for remote code execution, uh, local cache poisoning of your local Firefox cache, and also various information disclosures have been fixed. Uh, next on to Apache. So We've updated Apache to fix uh, three different CVs for Bionic. This includes a denial of service uh, where it was incorrectly destroying uh, the wrong streams. That's now been fixed and also a couple of different denial of services due to resource exhaustion uh, due to incorrect frame parameter handling. The next one I want to look at is image magic. So we talked about this again in episode five. This really is back to the future. Uh, and so we've got a bunch of different fixes here um, that are related to that. So in episode five, we were talking about GhostScript and where Yarnhorn had uh, discovered a bunch of vulnerabilities there. And the problem with a package like GhostScript is it gets used by uh, many different other packages. In particular, ImageMagic will use it uh, for PostScript and PDF processing. And due to all the different vulnerabilities that had been found, uh, we've now decided to disable uh, out-of-the-box support for using GhostScript for PostScript and PDF in ImageMagic. So this update uh, has that change in it. Plus, we've also rolled in uh, multiple fixes for ImageMagic itself, uh, which include a lot of things like memory leaks due to improper handling of file formats and information disclosures and remote code executions, all kinds of the normal sort of stuff we see, but fixed directly in image magic itself. So yeah, from now on though, we have disabled uh, PostScript and PDF processing uh, for image magic uh, using GhostScript, uh, but that is to essentially um, try to prevent any further vulnerabilities that may be found in GhostScript from being exploited via image magic. Uh, another update we've got this week is an update to the AppArmor profiles. So the standard AppArmor profiles that we ship for a number of things, including things like uh, the Events Thumbnailer, has been tightened up. Uh, again, we mentioned this in episode five, but this update is now now live and the notice published for it. So I wanted to make notice, note of that as well. Uh, speaking of the kernel updates earlier, we've had the live patch go out for that. So if you're running the kernel live patch service, you'll automatically have gotten live patch fixes that included some stuff for L1TF, level one terminal fault, as well as some Spectre V2 fixes, uh, as well as a couple of the other ones we mentioned earlier in the episode, things like the IRDA subsystem fixes and the iSCSI ones uh, as well. So that means you'll automatically get those fixes without having to reboot your machine, which is pretty neat. 
Uh, we've got fixes here for lib xkb common. So that's the library for handling keyboard descriptions for X. Uh, basically, it you know, loads them off of disk. And so there were multiple vulnerabilities found in the way that it handles different uh, file formats for that. And these could lead to the usual things like Sonata service and the like. So they've been fixed. We've also got a fix here for Tomcat, which is an interesting one, which uh, was a fix for the redirect handling in Tomcat which could allow remote attackers to redirect to any URI of their choice, not just the specified one, which is pretty bad. Now, this can be avoided if uh, the mapper directory redirect enabled option and the mapper context root redirect enabled options were both set to true. However, out of the box, at least mapper directory redirect enabled is set to false. So if you're running the default config, uh, your Tomcat installation would have been uh, vulnerable, but this has now been fixed for Trusty and Xenial. We've got some fixes as well for Clam AV, so the uh, virus scanner, uh, in particular handling of unpacked mu executable files has been fixed that could have led to a remote uh, denial of service and crash in Clam AV. We've also got fixes in TextLife, so if you are a LaTeX or similar user, and you're in particular using um, type one fonts from untrusted sources, you certainly will want this fix because it fixes a uh, possible code execution via buffer overflow in that type one font handling of, uh, of tech live. So things like PDF LaTeX, LuaTeX and the like. So yeah, if you're a, a LaTeX user, definitely make sure you've updated for that. And finally, we've got a fix for Git. So like most people, if you're using the Git uh, version control system and you are cloning uh, potentially untrusted repositories, you will want this fix because in this case, Git had insufficient uh, validation of the paths and URLs used by Git submodules in the remote repository. So if you are able to be tricked or uh, inadvertently clone a malicious repository that could end up with remote code execution on your local machine. So that has also been fixed. Okay, so that was a pretty big long list of updates there, but we've covered that. That sort of makes up for the last uh, couple of weeks of updates. Uh, yeah, that kind of takes us to the end of the, the usual part of the episode. I'll probably focus more on a bit of a feature thing next week. Uh, but as usual, um, we are still hiring. We've got a position open for the Ubuntu security engineer. So if you are keen to contribute to the security of your favorite distribution, uh, please check out the link in the show notes. Uh, as usual, if you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us at security at ubuntu.com or you can find us in the Ubuntu Hardened channel on the Freenode IRC network or you can find us on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore sec. So until next week, uh, that's it for this week, but I'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.